0: Welcome to Gathering Ministries podcast. We pray you will enjoy God's presence as you listen. If you're as old as I am, well, let me put it to you this way. I guess this is a better way to put it. If you're over 32, uh, you see, when I say I'm 32, at one time, that was a fact. That was a fact. And if you were as old as I am, you remember a a TV show called Dragnet. How many of you remember that? And he would go and he would start questioning someone and they'd go on a tangent and he'd say, Just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. Remember that? Right. He didn't want all of that fluff stuff, just the facts. So tonight I want to ask you something, though, and this is quite an interesting question. Is that a fact or is that the truth? Is that a fact or is that the truth? You see, our mind will often view things based on what we see as the facts of life, okay? You've heard that saying, right? Well, that's just the facts of life, you know? That's just the fact. But facts are subject to change. And here's, I'll give you some examples. In 2019, it's a fact, Donald Trump was president. 2022, it's a fact, Joe Biden is president. Okay? So if I give you a fact about who is president, it's for that certain time, but that is subject to change. You see, if we look at the facts in our life, we're, A, going to be very, very discouraged. Okay? Secondly, not only are we going to be very, very discouraged, but we are going to be very, very confused about what God is doing. And a lot of people, Christians included, base their whole thought process and what is going on in their mind based on the facts rather than on the truth. And tonight we're going to look at different people in Scripture who were looking at the facts instead of the truth. And you're going to find that often the facts and the truth are not the same. So when somebody says, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts, you need to say, do you prefer that or the truth? Just the truth, sir, just the truth. Because they're often two different things. Okay? In the Christian life, our final say is always the truth. And the truth never changes. Facts can change. The truth will never change. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 6. Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware of passing that place. Because the Iranians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on guard in such places. Okay. We talked last week about revelation knowledge and how God will just give you the answer to things that you need to know. And through prayer and through your meditation, remember we talked about meditation and getting our neuropaths in line with what the Word of God says? That we can have what the Bible refers to as revelation knowledge. Now if you'll go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, thank you. We're going to read verses 12 through 16, verses 12 through 16 of Second Corinthians chapter, or 1 Corinthians chapter 2. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but consider them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. Okay. Many times... um, you will find this to be revealed to you. Um, I was talking to a lady, um, and her husband was working with a church in the area, and God just revealed to him what the problem was in their financial situation. And it made it so clear to him And he was able to see it so clearly because he was close to God and the Spirit of God was able to speak to him. Now, unfortunately, when he talked to some of the people in the church, they couldn't get it because they did not have that same understanding. There are going to be times when God is just going to tell you something and people are going to look at you and say, no, no, that's not right. You're crazy. But in truth, if you really are listening to God and understanding what God is saying to you, he will reveal to you answers to questions that you have. I've told this before and I'll I'll share it with you again because it fits in here very clearly. We, as a board, went and looked at at least a dozen places to open a daycare. And we could not find anything. We went to this one place and we're like, this is beautiful. We went inside, there was a dead mouse. There was trash everywhere. I mean, it just, uh, the outside was beautiful. The inside was just a mess. And I thought, well... Maybe we didn't hear God right. And I started to almost question it, and then I was like, no, no, I'm not going to allow those thoughts to come into my mind and start this negative thinking and poo-poo it. I said, no, our building is out there. Well, I'm working in the office, and our nurse had gotten tied up, so they said, will you come out and help move some patients? So in our office, we have the chart sitting there, and you pick up a chart, and you check the patient in, and you do their weight, their blood pressure, their medications, all that stuff, and then when the doctor sees them, he's ready to see them. Okay, so you're following me, right? You can get that picture in your mind. So I went out there, and I picked up the chart, and I went to the door, and I heard God say, get the other chart. So I stood there. And Sammy said to me, what are you doing? And I said, well, I said, God just said, get the other chart. She goes, then get the other chart. (laughs) It was very simple to her. So I set the one chart down, picked up the other chart, called that gentleman back. Can you tell me why you're here today? He said, I'm very tired. He said, uh, by the time I am done working, I said, working, I thought you retired. He said, oh, I retired from my one job, but now I'm doing real estate. I said, real estate? He said, do you have any daycares? <laughs> he goes, no. But my neighbors next door just closed their daycare last week. Would you like to have it? I said, Yes, I would. <laughs> he pulls out his phone, calls the gentleman, says, I'll meet him tonight at 6 o'clock. I text the board, we have a daycare, see you there at 6 o'clock. We walked in. She said, you can also have everything here for like $3,000, which was probably twenty or $30,000 worth of supplies and furniture and all of that. And she just gave us the daycare right there on the spot. That was God speaking to me. There's nowhere in the Bible that says, pick up the other chart and you'll get a daycare. <laughs> that doesn't mean God doesn't have the answer. That means that he reveals things to us when, we, when, our, minds, when our minds are meditating on his word and on the things he has for us. So we see that happening here, okay? But it's interesting. Verse 11, the king of Aram gets angry. He summons his officers and says, tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? He thinks somebody in his um, troop is giving his secrets away. None of us, but Elisha the prophet, who's in Israel, tells the king of Israel, the very words you speak in your bedroom... Listen to me, the enemy knows when revelation knowledge is being given to you, and they are going to try and talk you out of it, okay? They're going to try and tell you that's crazy, don't do it, that's nuts. You ignore the enemy if God has told you God knows what he's doing, okay? You go with me? Okay. Go find where he is, verse 13, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He is in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. Please understand, a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. Okay? They find out where Elisha is, and they surround him. All right? King's pretty mad. He wants to destroy Israel. He's got to get Elisha out of the way. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, okay, here's the servant, Elisha's servant, okay? An army with horses and chariots surrounded the city. Oh, no! What shall we do? Okay, listen, the servant was looking at the facts. The fact is, they were surrounded. The fact is, it was a strong force. The fact is, they are getting ready to die. That's the facts, okay? Very interesting, the servant earlier in the chapter don't have time to go there, but you can read it when you get home. The servant is there when the axe head sinks to the bottom and, and Elisha throws a stick in the water and the axe head floats. The servant saw that happen, okay? Okay. Didn't last very long, though, because without revelation knowledge, you don't really understand how God is working. But all of us have seen God work in this room, and we know God answers prayer and God works, right? So when we're praying, we're expecting him to answer prayer, amen? Amen. Right. Okay, so the servant sees the facts. Here's the facts. We are totally surrounded by a very strong force, okay? prophet said don't be afraid those who are with us are more than those who are with them that's the truth okay the fact is we're surrounded and it looks like we're gonna die the truth is we've got more than they do and Elisha prayed this here you go open his eyes Lord So that he may see. Oh, his physical eyes were open. This is his spiritual eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see Jesus. I want to see him working in my life. I want to see him doing great and mighty things. Open the eyes of my heart. Yes, You see, we talked about it many times. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 talks very clearly about Satan has blinded the eyes of those who are not believing. It's hard. And our job is to pray that the light shines through that darkness so that they can see Jesus, truly see Jesus. God, shine your light through the darkness. 2 Corinthians 4.4. Get rid of the darkness so they cannot see the facts. They can see the truth. And here, his physical eyes were open, but his spiritual eyes weren't. And Elisha says, God opened his eyes. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. How do you like that? The hills were full of horses and chariots all around Elisha. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Right. Yes. And so Elisha says, strike them with blindness. They end up being taken off to a distant land and they are saved. But the point is, the servant was looking at the facts, and Elisha said, you need to see the truth. And many of you have something coming against you. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's coming against you, but I want you to understand something. The fact is it's coming against you. The truth is our God is a strong tower, a deliverer, and he will deliver us out of the trouble. He delivers us from all our troubles, Psalm 37. He delivers us from all our troubles. That's the truth. Okay, you're all with me, right? Let's go to Luke 8. Luke chapter 8. One day Jesus said to his disciples, Luke 8, 22. I'm in verse 22. Okay. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. There you have it. We're going to the other side of the lake. Jesus said so. End of discussion, right? If Jesus said it, I believe it, and that settles it for me, right? Have you heard that old song? Okay, he said, we're going to the other side of the lake. It's done. You see, here's something very interesting. is when Jesus speaks, that is truth speaking. You see, truth is not a concept. Truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. He is the truth. The truth is a person, and that person is Jesus. That is why this is all truth, because it's the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is the Word of God. The Word of God is Jesus. This is absolute truth. Okay? The truth gives them a promise. All right? So, as they sailed, Jesus fell asleep. All right? So he goes to sleep. How many of you are in a storm right now and you feel like God's sleeping? You been there? You're going through something and you're like, where is God? Where is he? Is he really sleeping? No. He's not sleeping. This was physical, but I have news for you. Psalm 121, I believe it is, says he does not slumber, nor does he sleep. Right. God's there. God is there. Open the eyes of my heart so I can see Jesus in this storm. Right. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped. Are you ready for this? And they were in great danger. That's the facts. They're out in the middle of the lake, and they're in great danger because their boat is getting absolutely smashed with water. Now, here's the interesting thing about this, and we often don't really pick up this little detail when we're talking about this story. But they're extremely afraid. They are professional fishermen. This storm has to be bad enough that these professional fishermen are saying, Oh man, oh man. They're looking at the facts. They don't remember just a few hours earlier Jesus said, We're going to the other side. They're looking at each other and they're saying, We're dead meat. We've been catching fish, fish are getting ready to catch us. (laughs) That's exactly what's going on around here. Yeah. Right. You see, they were looking at the facts instead of the truth. And the disciples went and woke him up, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up, rebuked the wind, and the raging waters. The storm subsided, and all was calm. You see, the truth spoke into their storm. And when you are in a storm, and you speak the promises of God into your storm, you are bringing truth into your storm that overrides any facts that your mind is seeing. You see, the truth spoke over the facts. Then he turned to him and he said, where is your faith? Where is your faith? That is actually translated, where is your confidence in me? I told you we're going to the other side. Where is your confidence in what I say? You know, now, I like to make fun of the disciples here, but I'm one of them, so I'm making fun of myself. How many promises has God given us, and as soon as we get into a crisis, we completely forget every promise, and we think we're, we're going under, Right? Right. But the truth is, what we really need to do is speak the truth into our storm. We speak facts instead of speaking truth. And your storm is, I don't have enough. Money to pay this bill. The truth is, God supplies all of my needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The truth is, these people are coming after me, they're trying to destroy me. Or, the facts are, the truth is, God delivers me from all of my troubles. The truth is, my mind can't rest because I am very troubled. Or, the facts are, the truth says, I will restore you and lead you by paths of green pastures. You see, we need to understand the facts are what we see, but the truth is the answer to every fact in our life. If we could grasp that, it would make such a huge difference in anything that we're looking at. I am... want to ask you where is your faith where is your faith where's your confidence in Christ Romans 10 17 says this faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God so when you hear the Word of God it builds your faith how do you hear the Word of God meditate You see, for every problem that you're facing, you should be able to find a promise in the Bible that answers whatever that problem is. Whatever that problem is, God, the truth, has an answer for it. And you know, what happens when you start accepting this as the truth and you start meditating on this? You put yourself in a position of, I believe... And I receive. You see, that's so key in getting your answer to prayer, in getting your miracle, and we're gonna see that in the next group. Here is I believe and I receive. You know how you do that? Get in the word, meditate on the word, renew your mind with the promises of God, right? Standing on the promises of Christ my King Through eternal ages let his praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Look, glory in the highest I will shout and sing I'm standing on the promises of God. Oh boy. Yeah. When we answer the storms of life with the promises of God, you know what we're going to have in our life? Peace be still. Peace be still. Because he won't be saying, where's your faith? He's going to know where your faith is. You know where your faith is? Your faith is standing on the promises of God. Right. In fear and amazement, they said, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Oh, who is this? He commands release of favor and they obey him who is this he commands that I have the strength and the joy of the Lord and even when I'm strength when I'm weak I'm strong in the Lord who is this that commands this even that obeys him I don't know what you're facing, but I can tell you there's a promise in the Word of God that you can stand on, and your truth of the promises of God will override the fact that you are facing every single time. I'm not saying that to you based on what I know. I'm saying that to you based on the authority of the Word of God. Okay, let's go to Mark 6. Mark 6. We're going to start with verse 1. Okay? Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Fact. Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James and Joseph, Judas and Simon? Fact. Aren't his sisters here with us? Fact. And they took offense. Now wait just a minute, they were just seeing him do miracles, it says right there, what are these remarkable miracles he is performing? But because their mind was focused on the facts, they could not see the truth. Look, don't sit, get so caught up in the facts of your life that you don't see the truth. That's what's happening at, in too many Christians' lives, and they're saying, well, God just doesn't keep his word. God just doesn't answer prayer. Because, but the truth is they have concentrated on the facts instead of the truth. We cannot get caught up in the facts. Okay? Okay? Oh, yeah, it is a fact he was a carpenter's son. It is a fact he was Mary's son. It is a fact he had brothers and sisters. All of that is very, very factual. But they missed the truth of who he was. And verse 4, Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. Home. Now, here is the key. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hand on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. You see, these people chose to go with the facts instead of the truth. And because their minds were thinking facts instead of thinking truth, Jesus couldn't do anything for them. And I want to tell everybody in this room, I know we're all praying for miracles. I know that we are. But our prayers have to be based on what scripture says, and not what on our situation says. Look, I don't feel well, but the scripture says that by his stripes I am healed. I am lacking, but the scripture says the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I am confused, but the Bible says I have the mind of Christ, and he will make it clear to me. He will give me clear direction. My children aren't following the Lord right now, but my children will be taught of the Lord, and great will be their peace. I know what the truth is, and I am going to stand on the truth and let the truth change the facts in my life. Yes. I don't know what your problem is, but if you need a promise, see us afterwards. We'll give you all kinds of promises straight from the Word of God that you can start transforming and renewing your mind to the truth instead of the facts. Then Jesus is able to do miracles in your life. Amen? Amen. Because you know... I lift my hands, I bring my song. All of my days, all of my rights, all of my wrongs, I offer my life, here and belong, what? To the one thing true, Jesus, it is you. Amen. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune into other broadcasts at Gathering Ministries.